0: Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minku Gecev. Hello, everyone. Today in the Programming Podcast, we are going to discuss another practical computer science concept called memoization. In general, memoization is a practice that can help us improve the performance of our programs. With memoization, we're taking a function and returning a memoized version of this function, which means that every time when we invoke this function with the same set of arguments, instead of recomputing the result, we're just going to take it directly from the cache. This means that once we invoke the function with certain set of arguments, we're going to take the result and put it into a cache, associating it with the arguments that we invoked the function with. The next time when we invoke the function with the exact same set of arguments, instead of going through the logic of recomputing the result, we're directly going to pull it up from the cache and return it. So I mentioned functions, but uh, this practice is quite useful for methods as well. Because methods, they're just functions invoked into the context of a certain object that they're attached to. So where have I used memoization? To be honest, I have used memoization probably thousands of times. You can use it everywhere, especially when you have a very heavy function that performs a very heavy computation. You can use memoization in order to speed up this function for each next invocation. Let me share a particular example with you where I used memoization in a business application. So I was building a platform for children education. We were pretty much teaching children on math. And we wanted to gamify this platform. So what we did was to show the progress of the kids in some kind of a fun way, which was also useful. And it was comparing a kid with its peers. This way we were computing a lot of different things based on statistical calculations. So based on the t- on the children's performance, we were coming up with the result, which was comparing the child's performance with its peers. And this, function was performing quite a few computations which were redundant because we were invoking this particular function with the performance results for a certain limited set of children. So once we compute the result for child A, we really don't have to recompute it until we have some new data, right? So instead of recomputing this result every time when displaying it on the user interface, what we did was to apply memoization we calculated this result only once, and right after that, on each subsequent invocation of this function, instead of going through all the different computations, we just pull the result out from the cache and return it. So this may sound like regular caching, but memoization is more powerful because it takes your function and transforms it to a new function which performs this memoization. Uh, This functional concept of memoization is very Quite interrelated with some other concepts from object oriented programming. from For example, from the aspect oriented programming, where we can apply a certain piece of logic before and after the function. But this is not the focus for this episode. So we have an entire episode only about caching, right? Only about memoization. And probably to most of you, this sounds like a, a lot of redundancy. We should be ready by now, right? We already know what is memoization, we're just caching some results out of the function's execution, right? Nothing too complicated. Well, there are quite a few tricky things with memoization. So just by memoizing the results of a function, you can shoot yourself in the foot pretty easily. What you should consider is whether you're memoizing the results from a pure function or if your function is impure. Another thing is how are you going to cache referential types? Imagine you have the exact same object like business object, represented with different objects, different references inside of your program. How are you going to cache this? And a third example for a complication is around memory leaks and memory consumption. So today we're going to stop on all these three complications and discuss what we should consider in these cases. Let us first start with pure versus impure functions. In general, in, function pro- in functional programming, a pure function is a function that, when invoked with the same set of arguments, always returns the same result, and on top of that, it also does not produce any side effects. Now, this may sound like a simple definition. Again, it's probably quite obvious what is a pure function and what isn't. But to be honest, it's one of the most complicated things ever. (laughs) It is, like, it is enforced only by the compiler. And this is the only thing that can hint us whether a function is pure or impure. Of course, it is easy to judge about purity to a certain extent, but imagine we have a function which just returns an array with one element, let's say with the element zero. So if we invoke this function twice, we're going to get an array with new reference every time, right? which means that if we compare the result of the invocation of two subsequent invocations of this function, we're going to get two different results if we perform this reference check because we have always an array with one element and this element is zero, but we're getting two different references to this array every time because we're creating a new array. At the same time, however, if we don't perform a reference check, we're going to get true and this function is going to be pure. See how things depend on the context to a big extent. Anyway, why is purity important for memoization? Remember that we said that we're caching the results with keys, uh, the arguments of the function. Which means that we need to have the guarantee that we invoke the function with the same set of arguments, we're going to get the same result. Alternatively, if the function is consuming some global object somewhere in our program, we don't have this guarantee at all because uh, the result of the function is dependent not only on its arguments, but also on this global object that it accesses. So this could be quite tricky and definitely I would not recommend you to use memoization with impure functions because you can just waste a lot of memory and you may not even return the correct results, right? Because the result of the function not dependent by its arguments. Second, referential types as keys. Imagine we have the user type, and we can create different users. So we can create user a, which has id a, and well, we can create many objects for this user with id a, right? So we can have hundreds different instances of this user object, which is pretty much representing the exact same business entity, the user A in our system. But these are different references. So if we use the reference of the object as a key for memoization, we are not going to succeed because each new user, each user pretty much, has its own different reference. And once, if we cache a certain result, which is performing an operation on top of our user, we are always going to cache uh, the result associating it with the current reference that we have evoked the function with. So in this case, instead of using the object as a key during memorization, I would recommend you to use its ID because it is what is making the object unique, right? We are not considering the reference in this particular case as an identifier of this particular argument of the function, but instead we're considering a particular property, the user's ID. And the third thing that I would want us to discuss today is memory consumption. The memory consumption is probably the trickiest. Imagine if we are invoking our function with hundreds or thousands of different types of objects, which can produce hundreds or thousands of different keys and hundreds of thousands of results that we're going to cache, associating them with these keys this can waste a lot of memory especially in programs which are executed for a while for a while over time that's why we can use different caching strategies for example we can cache just the most recent n invocations of the function instead of caching all of them completely another function that we can use is take advantage of weak maps. For example, the weak map is a JavaScript data structure which allows us to clean up some of the records that we have in the weak map if they're no longer referenced in memory, if the garbage collector has already gotten rid of them. And this is extremely convenient for implementing caching for memoization as well, because we will no longer be referencing these garbage collected objects, so they're not going to create any memory leaks. That's pretty much everything for today. That's what I wanted to share with you. What is memoization and that you should be pretty careful with it. But at the same time, it is very powerful for making sure that you're not performing any redundant calculations. I have applied different resources in the page associated with this episode. Please have a look there at podcast.mgetchef.com. Thank you very much for listening. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgechev. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgechev.com. Thanks for listening.